You're listening to Dishing with Donna. This podcast is a recipe for fun for anyone who likes to eat, drink, and be happy. Here's Donna. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Dishing with Donna podcast. Here to get you hungry with us every single week. Guys, this week, this episode, I have, I'm so excited about it because I have a good friend of mine here with us today as my guest. And we go way back in the restaurant industry together. And it's been a long time. And he's going to become a repeat guest because he's just so full of information. He's done everything in the restaurant industry you can imagine, including management, general management, some the, some of the best restaurants around Atlanta. I would like to introduce you guys to Dan Hot. Thank you very much. I'm so excited to be on here, Hi. especially about this show. So this is going to be a lot of fun. I know. Today's purely entertainment because there's a lot of stuff we could talk about with you. Yeah, we had this discussion what last week about the different topics that we could discuss on over the course of several different shows. Um, but to start off, we thought, you know, it'd be nice just to talk about the entertainment side of, of restaurants. And, and like you've said, I've been doing this for a long time. And <laughs> We're going to talk this episode about our run-ins and our experiences with all all different types of celebrities in the restaurants that we have both worked in, because I worked in restaurants myself. In fact, Dan, you were the one that got me <laughs> into some of these restaurants that I have worked for in my past, and you and I have worked together. We have. We so have. some of these stories you're coming to the table with, I know already, because I was there, or in some I definitely don't know, and I know you got the best one for last. <laughs> Which you do know that one. I do know that one, but you're saving the best one for sure. last, so make sure you keep listening to this episode, because right. you will definitely be wowed with <laughs> our finale story. Yeah, it was a cool story. <laughs> but you've done everything from be a sommelier, mm-hmm. you've been on the management side, but let's just have some fun right now and kick things off with some celebrity stories that we have had from our vantage point as workers and employees of the restaurant industry and how we handle these celebrity encounters. Right. So <laughs> I've been, like I said, I've been in this industry for a long time and I've worked at every different level in a restaurant. But the, the only reason that keeps me in this industry is, is developing those guest relationships at, at the tables. And, and that's, that's really what, what makes it fun for me. But you know, as we were discussing the topic of the show, I kept thinking about what are some of the things that guests usually ask me because they just don't know. You know, there are all kinds of questions that people ask me. One of the biggest ones is that how many people have you met or who have you met over the course of your career in some of these restaurants? And and so I thought maybe that, that to share a few of those stories with you and, and your listeners would be a, a fun topic to start with. And I've, I have my own stories as well. So we're going to be bouncing back and back and forth here. And so being in Atlanta market, I mean, we're a huge market. Sure. here in the country top 10 and uh now we have become such a hubbub is that even a word for <laughs> celebrities and celebrity life and making movies and making tv shows all here in atlanta so celebrities are everywhere right what is one that you want to kick start this episode with so i mean i was fortunate enough to to be in restaurants where celebrities like to go so you know it's i, I do have a few stories offhand that i'd like to talk about one of them was actually pretty recent it's kind of fun um i won't tell the name of the of the uh of the person because i don't think he would want me to t- say that the celebrity the celebrity yeah oh, so okay. yeah, yeah I, 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 I'll, I'll let you know what the other celebrities are but this one's kind of fun but so he he, he plays baseball for the braves he's, he's one of the starters um he came into one of the restaurants Is recently Freddie Freeman? it's not Freddie Freeman. No. <laughs> <laughs> he came into the, the one of the restaurants I was managing recently, and, and um, he was looking at the wine list. And I walked over and I started talking to him a little bit, and and trying to gauge, you know, his interest in what wine he was looking for. And and as I'm asking him, asking him these probing questions, he he literally looks at me, and goes, "Listen, I 
I know nothing about wine. But in the course of the conversation, what makes this story fun is that that as we start talking, he's like, he goes, I'm tired of going out on the road and, and feeling embarrassed because Freddie Freeman always orders some wine and, and, and knows everything <laughs> about wine. And here I am, know nothing. So I was, I was like, OK, yeah, no, I'd love to help you get more wine knowledge to, to, to impress Freddie Freeman. How may so, I help you? <laughs> that, that was a, you know, that was fun. Again, I'm not going to tell the name because if he ever does hear this, I don't want him to feel a little embarrassed about not having any wine knowledge in front of Freddie Freeman. So. Now I now I understand why you don't want to name drop. Right. Now, I've been in Atlanta forever. You've been in Atlanta forever. Listeners out there, I don't know. But back in the the limelight days in the night you know, early 90s when we went from worst to first, the Atlanta Braves, and you had John Smoltz. I was at a little restaurant that, that's not even there anymore. It's called Jilly's. And uh, we were all sitting in Jilly's, and Smoltz walks in with his family, and the whole restaurant went, hush. <laughs> because he was huge sure. back then, huge celebrity back then, I think 90, 91, somewhere around there. And the whole restaurant just went completely dead silent. It was awkward. It was weird. So John Smoltz was just like, and stood up and just kind of did a wave, <laughs> like a beauty pageant wave. And everybody's like, oh, and then, you know, it went back to normal or regular. But that, right. that's my Braves. Well, it's funny. I've, 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 I've met John Smoltz as well. And, um, uh, you know, you, you know, I'm a huge Braves fan, a huge baseball fan uh-huh. altogether. And, and out of all the Braves uh, in, in the course of the time that I've lived here, John Smoltz has always been my favorite. Well, who else? Not an athlete. No. Not an athlete. Not an athlete. Okay. Let's go All with right. a non-athlete. Story. All right. All right. Yeah. Okay. So this one, this one is kind of interesting. Uh, I was younger. I was in my mid twenties, I guess. I owned a valet company back then, and my accounts were were all high end restaurants. And they were the kind of kind of trendy restaurants that that the celebrities wanted to be seen at. Right. And. I was valeting the cars out front, and, and a big Range Rover came in, and it was Jermaine Dupree and, and Janet Jackson. Ah! Yeah, yeah. So, so they got out, and they went into the restaurant. I parked Jermaine Dupree's uh, car right up front. You know, about an hour and a half later, uh, they, they, they come out, and I quickly see that he's coming out. So I grab his keys, and I pull his car up, so that way when the door opens, they can just get right in. Right. So as I'm pulling up, the door's already opening. I'm putting the, the, the Range Rover into a uh, park, and all of a sudden, the, the passenger door opens up, and Janet Jackson jumps in and closes the door. Stop! Yeah. So, yeah, yeah that was, it was amazing. So, so, She's huge! Well, anyhow, yeah, and, this was that. and then the dome light is still on, and I'm literally, I'm, I'm in awe a little bit. I'm sitting here in a, in a closed car with Janet Jackson, and we're just kind of staring at each other, and I didn't realize how long the time, and how much time had gone by. <laughs> but you all, staring uh, at her? Uh, all, <laughs> Right. All of a sudden, I hear this, and it was it was Jermaine Dupree not, knocking on the window of his Range Rover, kind of looking at me, going, "Hey, you gotta get out of my car." <laughs> and I was like, oh, "Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry." And I get out, and he gets back in. But yeah, it was it was an interesting moment. I had I had my few seconds with Janet Jackson, just her and I, in, in the car with the dome light on. I was just like, "Oh, this is pretty cool." I probably would have been like, uh, uh, "Yeah," <laughs> uh, uh, just staring at her. Right. Oh my gosh! Can I tell you about one of my favorite stories of myself? Sure. Like with a, not of myself, right. but with a celebrity. So I used to be a massive, massive freak fan of the Karate Kid when I was in fifth grade. Right. That's dating my age here. I was in fifth grade when the Karate Kid came out, and I was just obsessed. I wanted to marry Ralph Macchio. Like that. That was back in the the time of like Teen Beat magazine, and I would take all the little pictures of his face and put them all around my room. It looked like a shrine to Ralph Macchio, okay? Like those posters, you know, when you would just put posters on the wall with tape. The whole bedroom was a Ralph Macchio bedroom, basically. And I remember when he got married... 
to his wife, Phyllis, who he is still married to to this day. I was so angry. <laughs> I was the, My little fifth grade self was, that was supposed to be me. So a couple years ago, I was working on the side at a very high-end restaurant here in Buckhead in Atlanta. And thanks to you, by the mm-hmm. way. And um, in comes Ralph Macchio. Cobra Kai, you know, is on mm-hmm. Netflix right now and is kind of a big deal. For anybody that, you know, we're Karate Kid fans. And so he's in Atlanta filming parts of Cobra Kai. And he just comes into our restaurant. And I'm like, that, that's Ralph Macchio. That, that, that's Ralph Macchio. And I, I kind of resorted back to my fifth grade inner self and started kind of like, wow, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever. So he comes up and I decided we're adults. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. And I was like, hey, I was like, welcome to our restaurant, blankety, blankety, blank, whatever, protocol, protocol, protocol. And I go, by the way, my name is Donna, and I just would like to say thank you for being amazing in my childhood. I just, you were everything to me. And I told him about my room. I told him about the posters and all this stuff and, and uh, whatever. And he got such a kick out of it. He starts cracking up and he puts his arm around my shoulder and he was like well i guess you know the fifth grade you needs a big hug for me and i was like yeah and we like hug this huge embrace and he's just smiles from ear to ear he goes in he's he has his dinner it's probably like two to three hours later they're leaving and he goes hey donna by name hey donna i was like yes ralph <laughs> <laughs> and he goes does your fifth grade inner self want a picture and i go Yes! And so he was like, well, bring it on over. And he's the one that wrapped his arms around me again. And we just took like multiple pictures. And I was like, you are so cool. See, you you know, you didn't tell the story right because you didn't you didn't mention the fact that I was at that I was there that night. <laughs> did you take the picture? No, I didn't take the picture, but I, I did jokingly walk up to you and tell you, please stop stop harassing the guests. <laughs> I don't remember that part. I guess I was in such like oh yeah no I, I definitely saw it. I had I had, I had to calm you down a little bit. You were a little overzealous. <laughs> that makes my eyes hey, he was into it. Maybe that was no. He was a good guy. I really enjoyed. Uh, I really enjoyed talking to him as well that night. He, he was really. Good. He's super down to earth. Too. Yeah. It was. It was really cool that he wanted to conversate with everybody, and that was nice. Yeah. So. What's another one on your list? Okay, so uh, there's there's one, and, and I can mention this gentleman's name because he's actually a friend of mine. His name is Heinz Ward, and for those of you who are Georgia fans, you'll know who he is. And if you're a Steeler fan, you'll know who he is. Um, he's a football player. He uh, used to play for the Steelers. He's retired now. Played for Georgia for three, four seasons, I guess. Anyhow, so he was a regular at a restaurant years and years ago. Um, so I started talking to him, and I walked into his table. I was managing that night, so I walked into his table, and he looked at me. He goes, "Listen, I'm waiting on a buddy of mine um, and his wife. Could you just send him over whenever he gets here?" I said, "Absolutely." So, first of all, from the beginning of, of your show, my my last name is Hot. Um, so I'm walking by the table. Who has the last name <laughs> right. Hot? Yeah, no, it's worked for me. So, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Uh, Hot. So, I mean, come on. Right. So I so I walked by the uh, I walked by the table and I didn't even notice, but I kept walking by because I was doing something. And all of a sudden, I hear from the from that table, I hear this, "Hey, hot!" And I turned around, mm-hmm. and nobody's called me like that. People called me by my last name like that since college and high school, and, and when I was playing ball. And, and I turned around and I looked over, and and I could not believe it that one of my close friends from high school was sitting at the table with Heinz, and, and it happened to be. Um, 
Heinz's best friend, and, and uh, his name is Travis, and and they they played Travis played football at Georgia at the time that Heinz did, and that's how that, that was their that's connection. How they knew yeah, so I sat, I sat down with them, and, and of course the conversation was just me and Travis talking about mm-hmm. the past and my dad and everything else. Uh, but that sparked the, the the friendship that that started with with Heinz and myself, and, and then over the course of the last ten years, you know, he and I communicate quite often. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been out to dinner several times with him and his wife and, and my family. Uh, just a, you talk about an all-around nice guy. Super, guy. super down-to-earth guy. One of these guys that when we went out to dinner, anybody that came up to him and wanted an autograph or wanted to talk, he, he wouldn't chew him away. He'd just absolutely mm-hmm. sign the autograph and actually conversate with the person to make mm-hmm. them feel feel good. And it's just it just a really nice guy. So that, that, that was, a, it, that was a, a great you know, celebrity story because I didn't expect that one of my old high school friends would be his would best be friends. friends. Yeah, so it, it, yeah, wow. it, it was just it, that was a lot of fun. Aw, well, I know that when you and I worked at that particular restaurant together, um, <clears throat> Shaquille O'Neal mm-hmm. was a regular, and Charles Barkley came in a couple times. Right. Now, when Charles Barkley came in, I don't know if maybe he had had a couple glasses of wine, or maybe it just is his personality to be big and funny and chatty but man he chatted me up so much that i couldn't do my job i'm like charles you have to go sit down at your table (laughs) thank you so much for talking to me and taking pictures with me it was all his idea by the way not mine and just kept trying to talk to me and i was like i really like i have a restaurant i have to (laughs) help run can you please go to your table where shaquille o'neal was totally opposite To me, he was always very quiet, gargantuous. He would have to bend over to come down the hallway to get into the the restaurant. I took a picture with him, and I swear the top of my head was somehow almost like tucked into like the bottom of his armpit. Like it was, he's just massive, right? I think you're giving yourself a few more inches on that height. I don't don't think he came up to his armpit. I am. It was more like his waist. (laughs) I am am that short, actually. But he is that huge. But he was always so quiet with me. But you have a different experience of a Shaquille O'Neal story. Yes, I do. I, uh, it's actually uh, from the same restaurant. And yes, you're right. Shaquille is, is enormous. I've, <laughs> I've had the opportunity to meet him several times. He lives here in Atlanta. But this, this particular night, he was with a guest, with, with, with a group of guests. It's probably about know, six, seven, eight people at the table. So anyhow, so he gets up from the, his table and he's leaving early. So the rest of his table is still sitting there and, and he's walking through the dining room and he has about walk by this larger table of about, you know, 10, 12 people. And I'm walking him out the door. And as we're walking by this table, I, I hear one of the guests stand up and, and she kind of in, in, in awe, I was like, oh my gosh, that's Shaq. And Shaq stops and he turns and he looks at her and, he, and she's like, oh, and she stands up and, and, and starts walking towards her. She goes, can I, can I give you a hug? And of course, Shaq, oh. being the big bear that he is, he's like, yeah, absolutely. And she walks, and she walks over to him and, and again, she's like, Probably about your height, up to his up to his waist, <laughs> waist. up to his his belly, and, and and so she walks over, gives him a hug, and, and I hear him kind of mumble something, and I think it was more like, "Oh wow, you're really good at this," and he picks her up by her feet and, sw- and swoops her up into his arms, like and, a bridegroom. Yes, it says, "I'm taking you home with me," and wa- and walks her all the way to the front door, and I was just like, wow. "Is he really doing this to the guests?" Uh, and, and, and sure, you know, it's, it was a great moment from my perspective to see that, but for for that guest's perspective and that story 
story that she has for the rest of her life. Uh, it's just um, who, who knows how many times she's told that story. That was just a, wow. and, and it's and it's really cool to see celebrities know that and understand that. And know yeah. that that any interaction that they have that's a positive one with 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 a fan is 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 something that could be a lasting memory for the rest of their lives. It could Definitely. be and it could be a story that's handed down. I have many stories of my own um, from my father. My father was a, a very charismatic, knew a lot of people. We, we got to do a lot of things when I was a kid that put us in positions where I met a lot of celebrities then too. Yeah. Well, not everybody is as cool as the stories that we've been mentioning here because I do have a a quick story and um, it's not of me. It's of one of my very dear friends who is a bartender um, at a very upscale restaurant. And the story goes, bless her heart, hashtag bless her heart. (laughs) Um, She used to be a crazy fan of Backstreet Boys. Back in the day. And just, she was a teeny bopper, I guess, back in that, you know, 12, 13, and where you just think the, the Backstreet Boys, and what was the other one at the time, In Sync and mm-hmm. all that stuff, were just it. That's when boy bands were, you know, the thing. And she had a freak, you know, whatever, of Backstreet Boys. So anyway, long story short is they, re- this is recent. This is a very recent story, like a couple weeks ago, where Brian Luttrell of the Backstreet Boys came into this particular restaurant where she was uh, bartending, and she got, I don't know what happened to her. She just kind of broke. She went back into that 13-year-old mindset, kind of like I did with <laughs> Ralph Macchio and the Karate Kid, right. but you know, I was just like, chatty, 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 smiles, blah, you know, whatever, because that's my personality, where she kind of reverted inward and got so nervous too nervous so she fixed uh, some complimentary drinks and she wanted to go walk it over to the table herself and apparently when she got up to the table to meet one of the backstreet boys she started shaking and the whole tray <laughs> started shaking and she's like hi and she got all weirded out it came out awkward and uncomfortable you know or whatever i i know for her cuz she was so scared but i think even he was like, uh, is this girl okay? Does somebody need to come help her or something? And she's like, so I got, I got you some complimentary drinks or whatever. And he was like, um, we don't drink. And she was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> she just froze. And she's yeah. like, oh. But then didn't say anything. Just stood there like awkward and silent. So she's like. Okay, bye. And just ran yeah, and walked yeah. away. Oh my gosh, she was so heartbroken. She's like, I messed up my one opportunity. Obviously, didn't feel comfortable to ask for a picture at all on right. their way out. You know, she's like covering herself, trying not to even be seen after that. She was just, more, she was mortified. And I think that in terms of celebrities, you can't be. Awkward. I don't know. Right. You know what right, I mean? Right, you right. need to be cool. And that's one of those 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 moments where you had a negative experience with a celebrity. Unfortunately, it came from her end. And well, share one more uh, <clears throat> before. All right. So I'll, before I'll, the finale. Before the finale. Do you have one more before the? Because I have one more before your finale. Well, you can go ahead. Okay. Yeah, well, go ahead. so a lot of the people that listen to my podcast know that I am an on-air personality with 104.7 The Fish. Right. Um, because my podcast is promoted on The Fish a radio station, which is a contemporary Christian radio station in Atlanta. And, well, technically nationwide. So a lot of people here know Louis Giglio. Right. Uh, Louis Giglio is a pastor to one of the mega churches, and he is just awesome. And I have been following him, going to his church, watching him online for years and years and years, like 20 years, right? Actually, now that I think about it, it's even more than 20 years. Good Lord, I'm 
feeling old right now. And uh, I was working at this particular restaurant, uh, the one with you <laughs> that all the celebrities go to here in Atlanta. And I was upstairs and um, I was opening up the door for him. And I wasn't paying attention. I was just, you know, just a thousand people coming in and out, whatever. And here comes Louis Giglio and I opened the door and I was like, hello, welcome. And then I looked up and I go, you're Louis Giglio. Because <laughs> it just took me by surprise. And I think I kind of scared him. He jumped a little. And he was like, yes, I am. <laughs> and I was like, hi. Oh, my gosh. And I started doing my Donna thing. And I'm like, you have been just epic in my soul, in my heart, in my life, in my walk with God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Blah, 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 whatever. And then he went to go eat downstairs with his family. And my husband uh, was there. And my husband with our child was there. And my kid was very young. And Later that night, my husband's leaving his table to leave the restaurant after dinner. And he goes, that's Louis Giglio over there. I was like, yeah, I know. And he was like, (laughs) I have to say hi. And I go, you cannot go to his table where he is sitting down in the middle of dinner with his family because that's wrong. Right. Right. If you're going to approach a celebrity, you do it when it's in a casual moment. You don't do it when they're in a private moment with their family and eating, for God's sake. But my husband goes... Yeah, babe, I'm sorry. I really have to go say hi. I'm like, please don't. Just don't do that. And right. he was like, yeah, I have to. And I was like, oh, God. And he went over to their table. And I'm like mortified in this moment because that's just not like proper etiquette, you know, at a restaurant, especially when I, I work there. That's not proper etiquette. And I was like, oh, God. But my husband just tapped him on the shoulder and goes, uh, Mr. Giglio, hi. I just want to say thank you so much for, um, you know, being such an intricate part of my walk with God and, and you know, my my growth and this and my spirit, and my soul. I just want to say thank you. Don't mean to bother you. Sorry. And Louis Giglio smiles and he stands up and just grabs my husband and gives him this huge hug. <laughs> and then he hugs my child. And then we all take a picture together. <laughs> and it was just awesome. And then we're leaving. And my husband looks at me. He's like, I told you it'd be OK. It's like, ah. <laughs> yeah, but for, for for all your listeners, they have no idea what your husband looks like, and you didn't give them a, an accurate perspective of of this situation. Oh, uh, yeah. How would you describe what my husband looks like right uh, now? The exact same way you would describe him. So the, he's he's a very larger man as far as muscles, muscles, right? Yep, and he has a nice big beard and, and kind of looks a little scary, honestly. He's very intimidating looking. <laughs> he does not look like the type that you would want to stand up and hug. That's that. That's where the the, the, the confusion came in when you told me that story. I was like, wow. It's, it's, it's just one he's hug got the husband. smile, though. He, he does. He, he's very charismatic and people people are gravitate towards him, which is probably what, what happened. But he's got my husband. He's also got the personality where he can walk up to a celebrity at a table and, and say something to him. So. <laughs> <laughs> he's very scary and intimidating looking from afar, but then you see him smile and it's from an ear to ear smile with dimples and it is true. you're like oh look at you you're you're actually a softie it is true um okay so we have saved the best for last <laughs> well i mean it's the best story for me it's you know people may I find it entertaining but, but it's one that i've been telling for decades so i love this uh, story um, i'm gonna let you take the wheel. yeah so so you've known me for a long time when i gosh i don't even know when it was but it was probably 1990 or so like everybody else they they, they have their story of when they first started listening to music or, or really started getting into it. And and when I first started listening to sort of rock and roll, I guess it was 89, 90, I'd seen a video on MTV and it was, it, I didn't even watch MTV that much um, mm-hmm. if I did. And, and the video just took me and, and the video was With or Without You by U2. And, and I was just floored by it. And I became a huge fan from that exact moment. That's and putting I, it lightly. Yeah, that's probably an understatement. But anyhow. Massive U2 yeah, yeah, fan. Massive. And, and, um, and, and it just it felt like 
you know, his, his, his music kept speaking to me every time he came out with a new album and then all the old albums that I was just getting into that, he already, that they'd already produced. It jump-started my, my love for music. And it, and it continued throughout my life, even to today. I'm not nearly the insane fanatic that I used to be, but you, you um, kind of had a shrine. I, yeah, I did. In, yeah, that, that stuff's all gone. No. <laughs> you don't have that so, anymore. No, I don't. You don't have, have a room dedicated to Bono no, no, anymore. No, I still have one picture okay. up, but that's it. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah no. To, to continue the story, so now now we fast forward. I think this is 2004. January 2004. I mean, so. wait, pause. You are the guy that goes out of town, around the country, to other states, whatever, anytime a U2 concert. Yeah, I try to make, it? I try to put put together a vacation around a U2 concert. Yeah, it's, it's happens. been very, very important to your, your heart, your it's life. Been, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, no, it has, it has. Music I mean, can do that to people. Absolutely. I've seen him in California and Boston. Out of all the celebrities I've met in, in my life, he was the one that I really wanted to meet. Like, it, like well, I said, course. like I said, I grew up with in, in an environment with my father where I met, got to meet a lot of people. Meeting celebrities wasn't wasn't that a big of a deal to me because when I got to meet them, it was more on a just a, a personal level where you, you realize they're just people. That's yeah. all Again, they are. Mike just, Tyson was his babysitter. Yeah, one night, one night. <laughs> but and that's a whole other story. And sometimes I don't like telling that just because of I'm the way sorry. his life went down. But eh, that's eh, whatever. True, that's true. Um, anyhow, so. The one person I've always wanted to meet was Bono, always. And, and there was a couple different times in my life where I came close, where there was one time where a buddy of mine worked at a nightclub. Um, they were in town having a concert. I was going to the concert the next night, so I actually, and I'm young too, so I'm 22 or so. So I actually go to bed early on a Friday night so that I could be rested <laughs> and ready to go for the for the great night I was going to have the next night at the concert. And, um, and I remember that, that night, I remember... Waking up to my phone ringing at like one thirty or two o'clock in the morning, one thirty or so, and I saw it was my best friend at the time who worked at the club, and 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 I I just I I literally muted it, and and, and so the next morning I wake up and, and I get the uh, the voicemail, and it was him telling me, hey, you got to get down here, Bono just walked in, they're they're all here partying and again, kick myself a, a little bit because there was some, there, there was there was my moment, and I missed it. You go a little bit farther ahead, 2004 in January, I had seen an article in the newspaper about two or three weeks before this that, that Bono was going to be in town and he was going to be accepting an award at the, the Ritz-Carlton downtown. At the time, I was running a valet lot that was extremely busy. This was a Saturday night. I really couldn't just take work and take off work. I had to be there. Um, so I went down to work. I stayed till about nine o'clock. I was leaving the restaurant. I left it in good hands with my lot manager. We were busy, but I thought I was at, at a place where we, you know, it was, I thought I could leave. I leave the restaurant. I get, I get changed. Um, I have my girlfriend at the time with me and then her friend and we go down to the Ritz Carlton. I'm going to the place where I know that he is. So we're standing outside underneath the umbrella. Again, it's January too. So it's, it's, it's cold and all the people start coming out and, it, and I noticed that it was a, a, a tuxedo event. So everybody's wearing tuxedos and they're walking out the front door down the steps. And as that's happening, my phone rings and I look at my phone and it's my lot manager and I'm like, Oh no, you're in trouble. No, yeah. I was like, <laughs> Oh, please tell me you didn't wreck a car in, in the rain or, or something happened that, you yeah. know, anyhow, it, I immediately my, my heart dropped. I was like, Oh man, there's something wrong. So I, I, uh, I answer the phone and, and I go, what's, what's going on? What's wrong? He's like, he's here. I was like, <laughs> I was like, who's here? And he's like, Bono just walked in. And I was like, 
come on. And of course, of course, because <laughs> you just left the restaurant. Course, yeah, to go like a half him. an hour ago. Yeah, and, and and not only that, people are just now coming out. Like I'm yeah. literally looking at the people. It's like, how is he at the restaurant five miles away if they're if the event just, just ended? Got, right. You know, it's, and, I was, and, and I was like, listen, man, you know that I'm out looking for him. I said, this isn't funny. I said, <laughs> he's, he's like, I'm not kidding. And of course, I, I use different language back then. <laughs> So uh, he's, he's like, uh, he's like, I'm not kidding. You need to get over here. He's like, I am not kidding. Get in the car. Get over here right now. Okay. So we get, so we get in the car. We're racing back to the restaurant. I'm literally going through stop signs and red lights. And um, you're on a mission. Now, now, now like I said, the, the restaurant was it was nine or so when I left. Nine thirty. Now it's about ten o'clock. The restaurant at that time closed at eleven. At ten o'clock on a Saturday night, it's usually died out. There's there's maybe two, three, four tables that are full, and that's it. I, I get back to the restaurant and I throw my car into one of the parking spots. I get out. I don't even wait for, for the girls to get out of the car. Um, Bye. Right. I, I, I go to the front door and as I open up the front door, I walk through and the GM, who also knew that I was a huge fan, comes racing right to me. And he looks at me and goes, listen, calm down. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like Marcus, get out of the way. Move. <laughs> Move, Marcus. He's like, just calm down. He goes, he's over at the bar. And so I started walking towards the bar and the way this, this restaurant set up, the bar is in the back left-hand corner of the restaurant and it's connected to the, ba- the, the patio that is enclosed. So as I'm walking over, he's actually getting up from the bar with a whole bunch of people and, and um, they're going out to the, the enclosed patio and they've worked out, I guess they had a reservation where they had just the patio. So he was with uh, Jermaine Dupree again. Mm-hmm. Um, Usher was there. Chris Tucker was there, which is a little weird because he didn't seem like he fit in with that, that, fit that group, in, right. Right, right? And then Quincy Jones. I mean, it, uh, oh, Quincy wow. Jones was there with him as well. And and as I'm walking over, Bono literally walks by me, and there's something that went that came over me. I was just like, my knees started shaking a little bit, like your friend. And, yeah. and, and, and I don't, and, and I was at a point where I met a ton of celebrities, so I shouldn't be feeling like this. But right. yeah, I was just, oh wow. <laughs> and he has this big, like, sort of deep purple camel uh, camel hair coat on, and of course he's got his his glasses, glasses. on, even though it's 10:30 at night. So they go outside and they sit down and I, again, it's, it's the restaurant I worked at, which was amazing that, that, that happened. It, you could have gone to any restaurant in the entire city. So I went, went up to the maitre d'. I was like, listen, can I have that table right there next to the window that's looking out into the patio? <laughs> <laughs> I must stare at him. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a little embarrassing when I tell that part of the story. No. But <laughs> so I sit down and now here it is again, 2004, there aren't cameras on our phones at that time. So I oh, actually, right. I actually have, uh, my girlfriend at the time, I have her go to go to down to Publix and pick up some of those disposable disposable cameras I yeah but I, I had her do it so that I didn't miss anything well, right. <laughs> so I'm sitting at the table and I and I it just it got better because it was Bono and um, Quincy Jones that sat right next to the window right next to my table so I've got to sit there and literally just stare at them for <laughs> an hour and a half or so oh my god and so I'm sitting there and the whole time now I'm thinking, trying to figure out how am I going to get my picture? How am I going to get my autograph? Because there's no way I'm leaving without either one of those. <laughs> um, and so my plan was, I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to get him when he goes to the bathroom. And I sat there and I watched him drink Guinness after Guinness after Guinness. And, I, and later, you know, hindsight's 2020, later I realized I was like, that was a bad plan because he's Irish. You know, he's, he's, <laughs> he's, he, he, he never once got up and got, went to the bathroom. Not once. I was like, how did he down the, that many Guinnesses and now have to use the rest? Oh, whatever. All right. So I had to have a, a new plan. <laughs> so when he and everybody else started getting up, 
and, and I knew that they, they were about to leave, I decided that I was going to go outside and I was going to look through the window and watch him as he, as he came through the front door. And the front door is a big metal door as he came from the front door. And I was just going to catch him right when he, when he, came, when he came through the, through the door when nobody was standing out there. When he got up, I immediately went outside and I'm standing outside. Again, it's cold. It's a little bit rainy and I'm standing outside waiting for him. And what I didn't anticipate is what, what happened um, was that he literally stopped and he took every picture and he signed every autograph wow. and he did every hug from every person that wanted to hug him. Wow. And, and, um, and, and it took him, I think, 40 minutes to get from the back of the restaurant to the front of the restaurant because wow. he did stop. And in one of those truly nice guys that understands that every moment that he has with another fan is a moment that they'll cherish the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. And of course, here I am telling you the story that I've told literally a thousand times. <laughs> so as they're coming through, by the way, you got, again, Jermaine Dupri. Chris Tucker, you've got Usher, you've got Quincy, Quincy Jones. Jones. Nobody's taking pictures with any of them. Wow. Nobody's asking any of them for, for autographs. They're just sort of kind of trailing Bono as he's walking through and making his way through the crowd. So we're outside and the door opens and I see him coming through. And as it opens, I go and I tap him on the shoulder and I said, hey, Bono, I said, you mind if I get a picture with you? And, and I'm not going to do my Irish accent, but he's, he's like, ah, absolutely. And he literally turns around and he walks a good 10 feet away from the entire Everybody. crowd. Right, right. And um, I, I have my girlfriend at the time and she, she's got the camera and I'm walking over and I'm literally, I, I, <laughs> I was literally had my hand on his back and I could almost, I, I had to stop my hand from <laughs> kind of rubbing his head, camel hair skin coat. And I'm, 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 real. I'm literally, yeah, I'm you literally, I was like, real. oh my gosh. And I'm looking at him through my periphery and, and kind of, you know, my eyes are kind of looking at him. I was like, I cannot believe this is finally happening. And he was, he was just so cool. He signed a great autograph to me too. And it was, it was a lot of fun. The next morning I get up, I, I take that little disposable camera to, to CVS or something. Immediately. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I want to see what the picture would look like. We didn't, well, I had no idea. So I get it, and I'm flipping through, and I'm looking at it, and I'm, I'm like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. So my picture consists of it's just me and him. Mm-hmm. But in the original picture, it was my lot manager who decided that he wanted to photobomb the picture. And he no! jumps in at the last second of the Rude. one picture that I have. And that's when Bono kind of is looking down at him going, uh, who is this guy like, that what's just jumped in and put his arm around me? Yeah. So it's, it's, so it kind of ruined my picture a little bit, but, but it know, adds it, to the story. It, it does add to the story. That night I was talking to the owner of the restaurant and told him about the, about what happened. And, um, a few days later, back then, I don't even know if they do it now, but in the AJC, they do a, a little set, a little segment called Peach Buzz. Mm-hmm. Uh, the owner of the restaurant actually dropped it into the peach bus. So, so there was my entire story that I just told you yeah. was actually in print. At Amazing. the top, it says, uh, Bono creates fan fluttery at, re- at local eatery, I think is what it says. And, and so now, Fl- fluttery. So, yeah, fluttery. So now I have this, well, like you say, a, f- a shrine. I have this big piece that, that, hangs, that hangs on my on my wall. It's all framed. And I've got the article and I've got the picture and I've got the autograph and I've got a couple other things that are in there. But uh, yeah, that was one of the most amazing moments as far as meeting celebrities. Just also just because of how cool he was, mm-hmm. but also that I actually went out and I was looking for him and out of all the restaurants in the entire city, Your he showed restaurant. up at, at the one where I knew people, which was just phenomenal. So it was, it was, a, it was a great moment that I had with him. And, of and course, he's huge. Yeah. Just, uh, I mean, he's, bon- he's Bono. Yeah, ah, really I love cool. it. Yeah, yeah. That's a great story and a great way to end this episode. So there are restaurants you got to be in the know <laughs> of which ones are, you know, kind of the celebrity hotspots or, right. or whatnot. And, and it changes and it fluctuates, but you kind of always have like those the classic restaurants that they 
want sure. to go to and be at or whatever. So anyway, well, this was a super fun episode. Thank you so much for coming and being my guest. Now, I do want you to come back another time because there's just a plethora of other topics that you and I could talk about right. um, aside from the celebrities, things like that. So I definitely have I'm going to brainstorm some stuff, but I want you to come back every now and then. No, it'd be a lot of fun. I mean, I got a lot of stories and a lot of information. A lot of it's probably not not, not very good information, but hey, you know. That's not true. I'd be happy to tell you whatever I got. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you share this um, episode on uh, social media. You can check me out on Instagram. It's Dishing with Donna. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, if you guys ever have anything that you want me to cook or to try or anywhere to go or any recommendations, all you got to do is DM me. It's not weird. We say DM me now. I don't even know what that means. Uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you so much. Ciao. Cheers. And buen provecho. Bye.